It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. That's true, E-experts, not X-B-E-R-T-S, like we're getting lately. America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network, and you can also see us and hear us on the Meteor app and uh, any browser around the world. So you just go to AmericaOutloud.com, we got in-class apps, we got Apple Android, Alexa, we stream 24-7, and you can hear us 24-7. Be here, be nowhere. This is where you want to go, like in the morning or night, wherever, wherever you are. You want to get some news, go right into AmericaOutloud.com. Our show is every day, five days a week, 7 p.m., the National Security Hour. But again, there's so many shows. You have good shows. There's a lot of good information, okay? And all of our shows go to podcast, typically one day, two days. They're up there, so if you missed it live, you can get it the next day, and they're on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, Apple, all of them. Be sure to make America Out Loud your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, and we do it every day. If you know us, at two, you know, Dr. Mike and I, your host today, if you know us, we share it all the time, all right? So share the articles, share the videos, share the podcasts. And uh, you can find out more about our show and the latest podcast if you go to the menu nav at americaoutloud.com. Don't forget to rate us on Apple. We enjoy that. We get to know what you're doing. Really, to be honest with you, that's where we get the good rating. I mean, if you're on, if you got an Apple and you, you rate our show, it pretty much comes to us quickly. We don't have to wait for the other ones. All right. So, again, americaoutloud.com, the National Security Hour, five days a week. And today, your host, Dr. Michael Scheuer and Colonel Mike. Hey, he's Dr. Michael Scheuer, New York Times bestseller. <laughs> so let's bring him aboard with liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, Dr. Michael Scheuer. Well, thank you. For that introduction and $2, you can get a cup of coffee, Kurt. Well, yeah, and you get a drum roll, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, yesterday on the uh, weekend, you know, media shows, there's so much from last week, you know, uh, we were we were going to think about discussing Durham, which we will. And then we had a national rah-rah show in uh, Washington, D.C. called the, Ro- uh, the Road to the Majority, uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition. And uh, then, you know, great stuff. Always on the weekend. You know? And then we had the Hunter Biden FBI deal. And always on the weekend, like a Friday, you know, um, here it comes. Uh, Putin's week. Uh, the coup is on. It's this, that, the other thing, six ways to Wednesday. And uh, the last piece I read today, this morning, was that, uh, you know, all the experts uh, coming out everywhere. I mean, anywhere, podcast land, Twitter land, Gab, every, all the experts. Uh, the intel community knew about this two weeks ago and already briefed the Senate. Now, Mike, you were up there a long time in the agency and you know how this stuff works and we know how the plumbing works in Washington. There's not one leak you can stop if you had 16 plumbers and 12 trucks with all the equipment. Okay. 
if this thing was going to happen and they knew two weeks ago, it would have been out there. So naturally, what do I do? I go and do a little deep dive and you get the same report. It's the parrots, you know, you go to MSNBC, you go to this one, you go to that, all the mainstream and you listen. It's like, and here's what I heard. Putin's a weakened man. Putin, and just, just last week, he was on his last legs. They said they haven't seen him. They thought he was dead. They were, they were burying him two weeks ago, right? And now he's weakened. And guess my of all the people that they quoted on all the mainstream left-wing media, and I don't want to say leg- legacy media, just say, you know, the Mockingbird Network. Of all the people they quote, Mike, John Brennan, a name that you know very well. <laughs> John Brennan said, in all his 20 years, and, and that's a long time. He had more than that. But in all his 20 years, he's never seen Putin so weak. Well, first of all, he's never seen Putin. Okay. Second of all, is he weak because the guy tried to pull a coup? Okay. So we're going to go to Dr. Michael Shurier. Mike, what do you think about that? Well, Brennan, it, Brennan will lie to whoever pays him. I knew him from the time I was a kid uh, at the agency. And I knew what he was up to when, when we left. And it's all about executing, at the end of the day, executing any order that came from the president, no matter how stupid, no matter which president. And uh, whatever orders came from uh, the director at the time, uh, he is responsible uh, for deaths of American uh, 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 intelligence officers, he has turned over uh, in public um, uh, information about a, a British source that led to the source uh, being killed, I think, in Yemen. He is thoroughly a reprehensible person. And somehow, magically, he got into the agency through the polygraph, even though he admitted that he had voted communist in elections in this country. Now, at that time, and it was before I was polygraphed, and it, it was tough for a Catholic and a non-drug user for them to believe you, but I got through. But at the time, I can't imagine anyone in the early 80s or late 70s getting into the agency after admitting he, he had uh, voted communist. But maybe that's my cynicism. But he is a danger to American security. He is a, a worthless Obama sycophant who conducts any kind of operation that will put that moron back in power or continue his, his ride in power. And it's just, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cancer on anything to do with U.S. national security. Boy, that was a mouthful, Mike. Well, <laughs> yes, I've watched it. I've, I've, been, I've been the enemy of it. I've been his enemy uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, he, he played an essential role in making sure Osama bin Laden wasn't killed uh, before 9-11. And uh, by, by, by uh, kissing the ass of the Saudi king and the Saudi uh, um, intelligence director, he was, uh, it, it, that Osama bin Laden was alive on, on, the ni- on the 11th of September 2021 is you can put it directly, or 2001, 2001, you can put that directly onto the desk, desk of John Brennan. You know, you know, it's interesting, Mike. I heard that uh, yesterday. 
Um, because I tuned into all the left left wing media, which I always do when these things break out. And, you know, you have the Fox group. Uh, they bring on Jack Keane, you know, paid uh, commentator. And it's, uh, well, you know, uh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And then you have a congresswoman they pulled up on the Republican side who said, yes, this could be the end of the Ukraine-Russian conflict. And then I forgot who the third person was. But Jack also said it, too that, you know, uh, this this Putin's just a murderous thug. I mean, he's bloodthirsty and he loves killing people. Well, so does Bush. Think, yeah, well, so, does, so does Obama. So does, so does Biden. So does Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. You know, all of them, they're killers. What yeah. are they killing for? Increasingly, it looks like to make the world safe for pedophiles. And, right. child- and then I, and I said to myself, let's pull the report card up. Do we have anybody with the report card in the audience? I'm saying, nope, they're not going to have it because this is a satellite news and radio. And I said to myself, well, if you look at Putin's speech, I guess it was within the last two weeks where he talks about the decadence of the West. And we don't want to be like this and we don't want to be part of this NATO and this NATO lies in this world order. And look what they do in their own country. I mean, ladies and gentlemen. You guys listening to the National Security Hour, you know darn well what's going on in our country. And, and they're all worried about the murder, the murder named Vladimir Putin. Well, you know what? He's there, he's there 20 years. Oh, he's there 20 years of power. Well, let's just go down memory lane, Mike. We had Clinton. We had Bush, two, two Clintons, two Bush, two Obamas. What does that give us? 24 years, same a, thing. An erect country. An erect country. And the danger we, years. Yeah. And then the danger we face now is they're, they're always saying, well, uh, Muslims, Islamic Islamists hate us because we have women in the workplace and because we have democracy and because of all these other idiot things. And they, they never hated us for that reason. They wouldn't have that stuff in their own country. But they hated us because we were in their lands and we were after their oil and we supported their dictators. That was it. But the wheel, the wheel has turned a bit. Now, if you want people to hate you, what we do to children in terms of cutting off genitals and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and you know, grooming them to be the uh, sexual toys of politicians and businessmen, you want a lot of the world to hate you people in Africa, people in the Middle East, people everywhere in the world with their heads screwed on right. This is a campaign to isolate America in the world for all the good we've done. And I often question how much that has been, but let's give it the benefit of the doubt. We're eat- the wokeism of this country is eating to death the amount of goodwill we've built up, whatever it is in this world, because of their championship of perversion and depravity uh, and the rest of it. So this is, in, in essence, the last four presidents outside of Trump have built an uh, ever greater degree of hatred for the United States for what, what the Biden administration calls our basic values. Now, I don't think a basic value of pedophilism or 385,000 young people under 10 who have disappeared into the United States after they were stopped by uh, 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 Mayorkas and his clowns. It's a, it's a hatred that's going to run far and deep outside of Europe. 
uh, is, you know, Europe and us, we're the only ones who would dare, I guess, to, pes- to, to, to press for pedophilia and transhumanism and all of this stuff, uh, Colonel. It's a, if you want to make people want to make war against you or create terrorism, just do what the woke people are doing and we'll see what happens. Well, they want to destroy Western civilization, Western culture. They want to destroy the white race. They want to bring in re- replacement theory. You know, and you know, I was talking with someone the other day, and I, and I don't even want to use this term anymore, the elites, politicians. What we have, ladies and gentlemen, what we have in America is American oligarchs. When they talk about Russian oligarchs or this oligarch, no, we are the American oligarchs. Both parties, the unit party, okay? The unit party, they're all set to the they, hundreds of billions to 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 the Ukraine because they picked a side. And then uh, we, we saw last week they were talking about Africa now going with the, with the Chinese money, Mike. And I looked at some stats, USAID, and you know how we think about USAID, the laundromat. Okay, we spent hundreds of billions of dollars helping to develop those countries. And China spent maybe twice as much as us, but at least succeeded. At least they succeeded. They took the countries, and there's a couple of countries that didn't sign off on it. You know, but I mean, we wasted this money around the globe trying to build democracy, which wasn't in our constitution and trying to help these these other countries. And in the meantime, we're bankrupting our own people. And we have at least 50 percent of the country. I don't know, maybe a little less, Mike, who were like, well, wait a minute. You know, Trump sucks. Trump tweets mean things, you know, and Trump, we just can't have him again because you know what's going to happen the second time? He's going to make me cry. He's well, going to try to put things back in order. He may he may even open the Bible. Oh, gosh, what do we do then? Well, look, like, for instance, they had this conference in Washington. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, I think more rhino. You know, we had Trump and DeSantis and the rest. A couple, it was pretty rhino. You know, it was general. They do this every once in a while. They come a year before the election. They probably won't come here next year during the main election year. But, you know, you look at the lineup and, you know, there was some good people. You know, you had some good people there. But, you know, when you have, when you have Lindsey Graham coming, he says, oh, well, okay, Chris Christie. Oh, wow. I'm really excited now. You know, we're going to get bagels and cream cheese or something. You know what I mean? But uh, a presidential this, candidate on the hoof. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it's just... But it's the same message. Yeah. You know, we're going to win. And then when you win, you lose. How many times, Mike, we did the radio over the years? We Oh, when you win, hey, here we go. We're going to win. And we lose. Because then it's, hey, we got, you know, we got to well, compromise. Well, they always got Jack Keane on Fox to say the light's at the end of the tunnel and it's growing brighter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, I wish people would sit back for a moment, Colonel, and look at Putin. Whenever something big is happening involving Russia, its economy, its relations in the world, its war, Putin goes directly to the people and speaks right. off the cuff at times. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a clown in this country who can do that. There's, well, we had you know, big stuff. We had big stuff. We had the Hunter Biden, John Durham deal. You know, then you had you had the submarine deal. Right. We had a lot of stuff coming up. And they, and they, they said that the Navy knew about that before the, the, the even before the uh, debris hit the bottom of the ocean. Uh-huh. And they hit it for four days as if there was going to be a rescue. So what is going on with the country? Everything's let's hide and seek. 
Uh, we'll yeah. hide this till 2025. We'll hide this till 2075. We'll hide the we'll hide the Pfizer uh, uh, numbers. We'll hide what's in the, the vaccine. We'll hide Jack Kennedy. We'll hide John Kennedy information. And this is going to be redacted when you're 97 years old. I mean, what do you know? I tell that? you, I I'll tell you what they're hiding that would kill them. And that's the the unredacted or the re report of the 9-11 Commission. That report was completely built with with redacted intelligence from mostly from the agency, but some of it from other places. And it, it, it was supposed to be revealed to the public after five or 10 years and it never, never had. And if you um, if you saw that the whole thing. If it was released, the American people would know exactly who All was right. responsible for 9 -11. All right. We're coming down to the last 30 seconds, Mike. We're going to hold that up. We want to bring it on the other side. We're coming up on a commercial break for sponsors. Hey, remember, listen to these commercials because this is what keeps liberty and justice for all on AmericaOutloud.com and on the national radio, national security hour on iHeartRadio. So we're going to come up on the commercial. We'll be back on the other side. We'll do a little bit about Putin, go to John Durham, and then we'll talk about statistics. And now here's the big thing. You've got to remember something. China is in play now. Putin, China, and North Korea are meeting. See you on the other side. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back. You're on with Dr. Michael Shoya and Colonel Mike on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com, iHeartRadio. And uh, 
I, I want to apologize if anybody heard the uh, propeller in the background. I'm in Studio B and my fan sometimes sounds like a prop plane. So I just want to correct that. Made a little adjustment here in the studio. Dr. Mike, are you there? Uh, but props make me uh, sentimental for the one true American <laughs> that lived in the 20th century. And that was uh, uh, Charles A. Lindbergh and America oh, First. So I know you're a big fan. It, I know you're a big fan. It, uh, it comforts me to hear the of a prop, air, a prop plane moving along or something. That's right. So, but, Mike, uh, we were just talking about that report, the 9-11 report. And uh, we'll, next week on the National Security Hour with two mics. Mike, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike will discuss a little bit further about the 9-11 report. I have something in the works for the show next Monday. Okay. okay. Wherever we are. And uh, so here's, let's go, let's go now to the Durham report. Okay. I, Colonel, a lot just, of things there. I wanted to say one more thing about Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, just t- take a second. I, I think that Putin's greatest mistake was he forgot what so many people have forgot, but which was invented really by our generals, Grant and Sherman, that the only mercy in war is that as destructive a war as possible, and you wage it against the enemy and his civilian population in order to end it quickly. And then you help who's ever left. The Civil War would have drug on forever. The North might have lost. But Grant and Sherman learned the lesson of uh, not doing that earlier in their careers. And they smashed hell out of the Confederates. Because, and they had a great, great deal of uh, uh, economic power behind them. But Putin mm-hmm. waged war in a way that we waged war in Afghanistan with, or, or in Iraq or in Libya with one hand behind his back trying to limit uh, casualties uh, and he ended up probably taking more casualties from the Russians, uh, among the Russians, than, than that was worthwhile. But he made this mistake. He stayed on the field too long, and now he's got to finish it, I think. The other well, thing, you know, I'm sorry. No, the, only ahead, th- the other thing I wanted to mention is just quickly, how did Russia become a problem? It became a problem because of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Wilson and his friends, the Japanese and the Canadians, uh, invaded West or Eastern Russia through Vladivostok right after the end of the First World War, while the British in, invaded from the same time uh, of, at the same time through Murmansk. Uh, Roosevelt allowed his administration to be um, uh, just festering with either supporters of the Soviet Union or a, a active. Uh, spies for the Soviet Union. And he lulled Americans to sleep by calling Stalin Uncle Joe and a vuncular guy that we can work with, another democratic. That's how nuclear weapons got to the Soviets in the first place, by their mm-hmm. agents that stole them, almost with the consent, but not quite, of a lot of the American bureaucracy. Well, just like, just like Clinton and just like the others who allowed the Chinese to get this. Exactly. The Chinese technology in the, in the ships, the Chinese technology, many, many IPs and, and many intels that, you know, were stolen and, uh, you know, wink, winks kind of thing. Well, that's, yeah, that's I, the unusual thing. We have Clinton, Obama, both Bushes committing espionage in broad daylight, even something Roosevelt wouldn't have considered doing. But they're openly 
traitors. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible, but that's, that's all I wanted to say. Well, that's hiding in plain sight. We always say hiding yeah. in plain yeah. sight. And you, and this is how they operate today, Mike. They hide right in plain sight. Okay. That's the way they're operating in America. Now, you know, another article came up with Forbes where China's days as a sole overseas source for U.S. companies are over. This was written by a guy named, uh, and that's quoted by Stephen Roach, but it's, it's written by Russell Flannery, which is a very good piece. And the conclusion of these deadbeat talks, I don't even know why we send this guy over there. What's his name? Blinken? Blinken. Blinky. Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, he goes over there. He can't even shake hands correctly. We have no, you know, Mike, back in the days when, when I was in charge of the affair with this uh, UNPO, which was uh, countries with no recognition kind of thing, you know, ethnic groups and so on, you had to know how to shake a hand. You had to say three words in French, you know, you had to have a protocol. We have guys that are just like slouching, like, hey, Joe, you want a Big Mac? Hold on a minute. Let me say hello to Z. Hey, Z, how are you doing? You know, it looks like we're the clown show. Yeah. You know, there's no. Remember when Trump went over, he gave you a nice handshake, a, a stern, manly handshake. You know, now you got guys running around with high water pants. The jackets don't even fit. It looks like the younger brother's jacket. It's above their rear end. It's almost on the belt line, you know. They got skinny ties that, the, you know, the, the width of an inch, you know, and the, it's just we're, we're, we're the laughing stock. We're at the end of the road. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing positive, you know, and then you, the Very media, little to say. No, there's Mike, our diplomatic, forget it. This USD, USAID, our State Department, the secrecy, the non-secrecy, you know, you look at this Durham thing and you see, all right, Gates and these other guys, they did a good job. They slammed them here and there. I like that he, uh, Durham, went, you know, what he said to Schiff, you should yeah. know about phone calls, stuff like that. <laughs> but the bottom line, he's in the tank. They're all in the tank, you know. I mean, you know, some people have to just stand up and say, you know, I got to look at my family in the morning and I got to look at see if I still got integrity. You know, I attend church. My kids go to private school or Christian school. But, you know. You have to say, well, I, I can't work for this. Why would you want to work for a drug dealer all your life? Why would you want to work for a, a, a racketeer gangster all your life? At some point, you want to get out, right? You don't want to work for the cartel. But our, our agencies are working for cartel owners. Yeah. What, what is this country now? We're partners with cartels. We got all these cartels all the way up into America. You know, we, we see the reports daily. We see the Michael Yans. We, we see the Mary Fannings, the American report.org. We see these things every day, you know, every day. But yet, you know, they know how to do a diversion. Well, you know, anybody else with an IRS problem like this, this guy Hunter had, anybody else with the problems that this guy had with money laundering, yellow flags, red flags, it looked like a soccer game. Every bank was throwing a flag up, yeah. you know? And, and then it was, and then you find out that our agencies were blocking the information. So that's obstruction of justice any way you want to cut it in America. But the average American pays for it. Now, Democrat and Republican families alike, moms and dads, young and old, if your child, if your son, whatever it's age, 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, your, your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law were involved in this crime, They'd be going to jail for quite some time, but yep. you're going to pull the you're going to pull the lever for a Democrat because your grandmother was a Democrat, 
because your grandfather, your father was a Democrat or your father was a Republican. Look, it's a unit party. I'm not I'm not shouting out and saying, hey, Rhinoville is better than what you guys got. It's just a little more decency, maybe yeah, half an inch. You know what I mean? But still, this is what you got. And you're not going to you're not going to stand up. You know, our father's generation, Mike and I are 70 plus and our father's generation. And if you're 70 plus, you're a boomer, you know, welcome to June. It's hot. But I mean, our father's generations, we would never put up with this. The World War II, the greatest generation would have never put up with this. Clinton would have never got this far. Obama and Bush wouldn't have. Look, we were hoodwinked, Mike. You know that. You worked there. I was in and out. We got hoodwinked. We got into this, oh, Iraq war. We got to do that. You know, uh, uh, General McCafferty, Jared, everybody was on TV. They couldn't get on TV enough. The deck of cards. So, you know, what did we become? After spending trillions of dollars of money that the American people saved, the Social Security, burning, just burning our money up, throwing it all around the globe. What did we become? We become miscreants and deviants. You know, I'll, I'll, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out, Mike, to the uh, the Muslim community in Michigan. I got to do this. I just got to do this because they stopped it in it in their tracks. They went out there and throw all that. They threw all that pride stuff down and said, we ain't going for it. Now, I saw the comedians on Twitter and Gab. Oh, yeah, the goat eaters and the goat this and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? They stood their ground, okay, and they stopped it. They said, this crap ain't going to go on where we live. So shout out to you guys in Michigan. You know what I mean? It's nice and warm up there too today. And uh, just letting you know, they did a great job. But, but you don't see the Protestants. You don't see the Catholics. You don't see the megachurches. You do not see the megachurches. You do not, you know, that the dial that you turn every day on family radio, on Sirius and other radio stations, you know, around the country, they're not talking. They're not, they're not talking about it. They're just like, well, you know, it's not, not the greatest thing. And you know what? I didn't see a big hoopla out of this uh, so-called faith conference where they had like special speakers talking about it. But I'll tell you who's looking at it, Mike, the Latino community. Yeah. The Latin people in here, first, second, third generation who are illegal, illegal. They're, they're looking at this and saying, uh-uh. It ain't going to happen with us. And you got some bad amigos, you know, coming in, you know, rape job guys. So uh, we got a few more minutes in the second segment. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you, Colonel. And I, it's a little hard to it's a hard. We shouldn't be so hard on Blinken. You know, once this Las Vegas vaudeville act of winking, blinking and nod fell apart, he just had to find work. And the lowest thing that would he could get was the secretary of state of the United States. So. He's a he's a poor little guy who doesn't have a brain. And since he can't do vaudeville anymore, he's doing diplomacy. So where was this guy in the past, Mike? Do you remember him? I don't even remember. I think Carnegie, the Carnegie Carnegie Foundation. Was that where he was? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even check another another socialist kind of thing there. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, uh, here's here's where we are talking about, you know, China and so on. U.S. loses ground in world competitiveness in ranking. And you got to see who's ahead of us. Of course, there's some EU. All right. But just to give you an idea, in 2000, the United States was one. In 2010, the United States was third place. Singapore, Hong Kong, and then the United States. In 2023, you ready for this, Mike? 
First place, Denmark. Second, Ireland. Third, Switzerland. Fourth, Singapore. Fifth, Netherlands. Sixth, Taiwan. Seven, Hong Kong. Eight, Sweden. And then America is nine and UAE is 10. Now think of that. That's only a short period of time. 23 yeah. years. We're at the bottom. Okay? We're at the bottom in 23 years. We've, we've never gone up. We've been going down ever since. And uh, listen, I know COVID didn't help. We can't blame COVID for everything. But these elected American, again, not elected officials, not elected elites, change your, change your vocabulary. Elected American oligarchs, okay? Let's get that in line. Um, elected American oligarchs that we have, that we blame. Oh, yeah, the Russians are oligarchs. Oh, they're oil barons. Oh, they kill everybody. No, no. We're the same one. We're the same people. We're human, and we like the same things. We like war, and uh, oh, I heard Jack Keen talk about Syria too. Oh, Syria! What, 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 the Wagner Group was ruthless in Syria. <laughs> Excuse me. Who was in Syria? John McCain and who else? Right? Who went there and told Assad, "You can't live here anymore." Well, that's your country. No, not no more. America's here, pal. Who was who was McCain with Mike in Syria? Do you remember? I think it was Lindsey Graham. Yeah, and who else? Was it ISIS or Al Qaeda? Which game were they with? Yeah, they were apparently they were with ISIS. Yeah, well, you remember what Obama's doing? He arranged for uh, the guns that they captured in Libya to flow to the uh, um, uh, to ISIS, and then they killed that American ambassador because he was going to leak the story. I think. Uh, And let me say something for you guys who weren't young in America back in the fifties when we were young. And I could do a song and dance with Fred Astaire on this one. Uh, there was a guy named Andy Devine, who was a great actor and a great comedian. Remember Andy Devine, Mike? I do. I do indeed. And he had a show. And you can look this up probably on YouTube. He had a show. It was Andy's Gang. Remember Andy's Gang, Mike? Yep. And the name of the tune that they opened up the show with was, I got a gang. You got a gang. Everybody's got to have a gang. But the only gang that's made for you is good old Andy's gang. You can look it up. It's a great tune. And that's the American mafia. We have a gang and we have a lot of gangsters. And uh, when we don't like you and we don't like your country anymore, or we like what you have in your country, but we don't want you to have any of that. We have a gang. And it was called the Gang of Eight. Remember the Gang of Eight, Mike? That was John McCain, John Warner, Mac, oh, what's his name? Mark Warner. That was the gang. We have the gang. and It's called the Capitol Hill Gang, right? You talk about gangsters, boy, and you talk about American oligarchs. But that Putin, I tell you what, he's dangerous. He's dangerous, but he's weak now. He's weak. I want to see how weak. We're going to get back to this next week on the National Security Hour. Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike. We're going to see how weak he is. We'll see what happens. Oh, he, he's probably going to he's probably going to have to just throw up his hands. He gave amnesty to everybody. How do you know they're even going to Belarus? How do you know what he's going to talk about with China and North Korea? You know, Putin said, don't push me. And you know what else he has? He has real weapons. He doesn't bring out the drag queens. He's got nukes. And, you know, if anybody wants to look about what happens with that kind of thing, just go look at History Channel. You got Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Talk to Japanese people. They don't want to see that anymore. And let me tell you, the stuff we got now is worse than what it was in World War II. Mike, you get the last two minutes on this segment. 
Yeah, and I think it's important that that uh, to show the, the the weakness of the United States and NATO is that the best the best tools of war we're sending there are are systematically destroyed by the Russians, whether it's tanks or or uh, Patriot missiles or whatever. All of these magic weapons, the Russians seem to have an uncanny ability to find them and destroy them before they really get used very much against Russian forces. It's a, it's a, it's an odd thing to watch, but I think it speaks to the general the, 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 um, degraded nature of the quality of everything we do in this country. Uh, mediocrity? Is yeah, it mediocrity? I, I think it's 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 mediocrity produced uh, by the by the having a Department of Education and by removing from parents the ability to control what goes on in the schools and what's taught. Uh, they've all promised, or, or many of these people from Reagan forward, whenever we had a Republican president or candidate, they promised to destroy. All right, save that thought. We'll come back on the other side. Okay. We can continue. We got to go to commercial break. We'll be back on the other side for the last segment. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We're back. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud, talkradio.com, iHeartRadio. Hey, be here, be nowhere with liberty and justice for all. You know, seven years, seven great years, the Out Loud Truth. The call went out and they answered. So you got plenty of shows, but you want to tune in. Seven o'clock, Monday to Friday, the National Security Hour. Military and Intel experts. Great shows, great hosts, great guests. And uh, we're going to be back right now with our Dr. Michael Shoya and me, Colonel Mike, for the final segment. And you know, Mike, I was talking before about the diplomatic protocol. You know, I had a little French back in the day, remember? Yep. And uh, 
I was just thinking back then, that great French actor, Maurice Chevalier. I think if he was alive today, he'd be singing a tap dance with Joe Biden. Thank heaven for little <laughs> girls. Yeah, that's Joe Biden's, uh, that's Joe Biden's uh, song, you know? Yeah. Who do you do? do? You want to you you look at our tolerance for depravity. Look at him grabbing the breasts of some TV actress last week. Every time he gets near a little girl, they got to stop him from, from uh, bending over to sniff at her hair or whatever he sniffs at. He's just a, 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 de- just a degenerate, uh, uh, treasonous, um, sickening person. I mean, they, they wanted to hang Trump for much less. The two impeachments yeah. and then the, the Moscow bed and, you know, the, the fake rape or whatever, you know. And, and they, they, just, they just let this blow over. You know, super treason, just blow away. Uh, hey, listen, I thought, you know, when I heard about this thing with John Durham and Hunter Biden, you know, uh, he's got the phone. The big guys next to me are, uh, you listen, are we going to get the five million? It was, it was almost like one of these mafia shows like The Sopranos. Yeah. You know, the shakedown, yeah. you know, hey, Louie, we don't get the money. You know what's going to happen to your truck? No. Well, you'll find out. We're going to send Paulie Walnuts. You know, like, come on, man. You know, this is America. And, and yet, you know, the world just looks at this. You know, Mike, many, many years ago, when I was in Asia, I remember a very smart man who went to Cambridge and Harvard in a Southeast Asian country who was a minister. And we were very good friends. And we were driving in the back of a limousine in Washington, New York. And he said to me, do you know what's great about your country is, you know, you guys are fair and honest dealers. You don't, you don't do this. They were really, they really admired our sincerity in the old days of being fair traders. In fact, I think Liz Peake said at one time on one of our shows about America likes dealing, people like dealing with America rather than China because it was the fair deal kind of thing. And this was back in the 80s, early 90s. And then he looked me in the eye and he goes, but you guys are the mob. And I said, really? Why do you say that? He's because everybody's got to get a lobbyist. We can't do business with you. We have to have a lobbyist for political. We have to have a lobbyist for cultural. We have to have a lobbyist for trade. And I said, you know, thinking about it, you're probably right. Yep. And I remember about three years later attending um, it was a big event. It was during Clinton time, I think. When Randy, uh, I forgot his last name, he was Secretary of Transportation, but a very nice guy. Clinton had, it was, uh, and then Mineta came in. It was before or after Mineta. And uh, we attended this transportation hoopla thing in Washington, which brought in all these countries from around the globe. And it you know, was a major deal, all these ministers and so on. And this guy came with an entourage of like nine people. OK. And he, he called me a week before and he said, I want you to attend this with me and we can spend some time together too, you know, personal time besides this uh, conference. And he said, I want to show you what we were talking about one time. I said, OK, fine. So I meet them and we go to this thing. And well, Randy Slater, that was it. Secretary Randy Slater, really nice guy. I think he's from Arkansas. And. Uh, and I, I met Norman Mineta there. Norman was a friend of mine. And he, we were talking and, I, you know, I said, well, you know, this guy should get a picture or something. You know, people come here, they want to get a picture to go home. They put it on the, in the office, like other people, you know. And uh, 
it was like a hoopla. He had two guys uh, that were part of the lobby shop that the, the government hired because they were going to lease these Boeing planes, you know, like I think it was seven, the new ones, the seven, whatever it is, 777 or something. But it was a major lease. I think they were leasing like 20 planes. So their, their guy who was their lobby shop was going to do the deal with the, uh, the airline manufacturer. And I, I looked at him. I said, well, didn't these guys arrange this for you? You're paying these guys like 60, 80,000 a month retainer. He goes, well, I don't know. They didn't do anything. I said, oh, no problem. We'll fix this up right away. Right. And uh, they were sitting in the same row I was with this minister. It was a friend, longtime friend. And I, I just moved myself over and I said, guys, you need to tell me this guy came all the way here and you don't have an appointment to meet the secretary. Well, it's kind of hard. I said, how much they pay you a month? What's so hard, right? Said, well, you know, and I, I said, wow, this is a real song and dance. And it, it reminded me of the conversation of like, you're the mob. You know, you got to have lobbyists and all this. But they didn't do the job. But, you know, Colonel Mike knowing a lot of people and, you know, over the years of Congress, I just happened to bunk into Norm coming down the aisle and I says, come here, I got to talk to you. We're going to have to take some pictures with you and that guy up there talking now. And we're going to go right to the secretary's office and take some more pictures and have some coffee and cake or something, you know, because this guy just came in and there's a big contract. And he said, well, who is he with? You know, who, meaning like who was the lobby shop? And I said, well, to be honest with you, you'll find out, but it's not too nice. And he looked at me as if to say like, what? Nobody arranged this. You know, Norm was a really, he was a straight shooter kind of guy. Uh, real uh, a nice guy too. All right. And uh, so we got the thing done. And then we took everybody to lunch. And I remember the minister looking at the two guys and saying, why do we pay you so much money? My friend had to do all this stuff for us. Why did we pay you so much money? And I looked at him and said, ah, it's okay. Don't worry, Judge. Just let it go, right? So he goes, where are you guys going after lunch? I says, we're going where you're not going. Because you didn't make the appointment, we'll go without you. And they almost shit their pants. They're like, what? Yeah, no, no, you're not going. <laughs> because you, you got paid and you didn't do anything, you know? But that's what we are, Mike. That's where we are on the stage today. Yeah. You want to do business? You want to do business? You got to get so-and-so shop who's probably got some Republicans and some um, Democrats alike, you know? Go ahead, Mike. Well, I think, you know, I think we'd go, go to Dermot, Durham on that, that kind of score. I've, I've read a lot of what he put into that uh, report, and I've listened to him, and I've seen the rather fierce, almost crazed response of the Democrats to him, and I've watched him kind of discipline uh, that clown Cohen from, I think, Tennessee, and uh, Schiff, of course. And I think you cannot with a fair mind, do anything but come to the conclusion that he absolutely proved that the whole conspiracy thing with between Trump and the Russians was made up, conducted illegally. He named the names. Uh, he, he, the, the report itself, I think, is quite one of the most clear I've ever heard from a special counsel, no hemming and hawing. The problem has been since we started hearing from him is he didn't suggest indictments. Now, why? Well, I, I would think that part of the reason is 
if he had given to Merrick Garland, who is also a gangster since at least the, the bombing in Texas or in Oklahoma City, uh, that he would have just found a way to have it become irrelevant uh, or just set, set up something that would never produce anything. I think the real losers right here, because they're kind of used to losing, are the Republicans. There's no reason why they can't take that report and on the basis of it, press the Department of Justice uh, to, to the maximum to, uh, first of all, uh, indict Strzok, um, uh, Comey, uh, Strzok's lover, probably a dozen people or more on the basis of the information brought by Durham. And, and if he doesn't act, if Garland doesn't act, then you squeak, squeeze his budget until the pips squeak. And, and, uh, but I don't know if they have the courage to do that. I was kind of disappointed in the, in the, the, the attack on uh, Durham by some of the Republicans like Getz and everyone else. And a lot of them are showmen. A lot of them are extremely well-spoken, especially some of the women that have come into the Congress on their side. Uh, I don't know. I, th I think the ball is in the Republicans' court. And if they don't do it, we're going to see what the real makings of, the, of, of them are, of, you know, they've got a lot of talk. They've got no courage. And I don't blame them. The Clintons and the Democrats have killed so many people. You have to be afraid. And maybe that's what Durham's afraid of. I don't know. But the opportunity is there based on the Durham report. And all of the whistleblowers should come forth, especially this, the, the FBI whistleblowers. Um, so I don't know where to go from here, Colonel, but I... I have to say that we've talked about this now for, I think, three consecutive weeks, and I'm less um, angry, I guess is the word, to, against Durham because he supplied the, he supplied the bullets. But now you got to open the bolt, put the bullet in and shoot it. And it's going to have to come from the, the Republicans in the Congress. And I don't know if they have the moxie to do it. Mike, I'm, I just remembered the word that was used by Ulysses Grant when uh, back in the Civil War, when he said re, the word was relentless. Yes, that was his word, relentless. And that's where Putin, he wasn't relentless and he should have taken more action, more, more quick. He could have, you know, and, and, and all right. So he used the Wagner. I love that. They say, well, he used mercenaries. He used the Wagner group. And depending, it's like uh, Kiev or Kiev. You know, yeah. it's Wagner or Wagner. You know, well, what, I love the what, pronunciation. What are the British or the Canadians or the French except our paid mercenaries? <laughs> no, we pay for NATO. They they come and they went to Afghanistan. The Germans sat behind wire for most of the time, but the, the British and the Canadians fought very well. Mm -hmm. But basically, they were their paymaster. So what's the difference between the Wagners and the and the and our uh, mercenaries. Well, our mercenaries are called. What are well, our mercenaries are called? The United States military now. <laughs> They've been like that for a long time, right? I mean, there's no draft. This is a, a volunteer army, right? And it's a career. It's not just a volunteer army. It's a career, like you say. It's a standing army, but yeah. it's a career, and that's oh. the reason we don't have things going on that should because 
everybody wants to get promoted. Everybody wants to get out there on the retirement. And then they want to get on a board of some kind, you know, one of these uh, military industrial complex yeah. companies, right? Or they want to be on TV as a paid commentator, like many of these guys are, right? So, you know, we're, we're this, listen, it's always, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but we throw boulders. We don't <laughs> throw stones. We throw boulders, okay? Uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a little, Mike, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little negative on this because, you know, if you put somebody against the wall, now they're going to use the word, oh, you put a rat against the wall and all that. No, no. The guy's not a rat. He's an ex-KGB guy. He's a smart guy. He's not a dumb guy. He stayed. He stood there 20 years, right? He's watched all our guys come and go. He's watched the, the miscreant and deviant show, right? And uh, and guess what? He was selling oil, and we buy his oil still. And guess what? He's going to do part of that uh, BRICS money deal with the Chinese, right? So, you know, um, in, in Europeans... And I think yeah. your point is well taken, and it should be reinforced by saying that all of the depravity in this country, he has not been at all shy about no. saying that we here in Russia are not going to go along with supporting what you're doing or, God forbid, bringing it into our country. Mm-hmm. He has been more what, American, what an American leader should be than anyone in either party has been in this country in terms of right. depravity, pedophilia, child torture and sex, he has been in the lead on that in the whole world. And he's the only one that's had the gumption to say to the South Africans, uh, you know, you're just killing white people because they're white. So we offered them a chance to come to Russia and, and, and give them farmland, which is the main target of the blacks in South Africa at the moment is the white farm. Well, they're, really doing, they're really doing well down there. They got highways and expressways collapsing yeah. and they have citizens as traffic police. And that's, again, once again, hey, you know, we, uh, we had, a, you got to, you got to give it to them. Let them, let them run their countries. They're Africans. Well, you know, the Africans that are there are not South Africans. They're from other countries. Most of the South Africans, they, they had it much better um, when the other guys were in charge. You're sure we okay. put a terrorist in charge of South Africa mm-hmm. and Mandela. And now we're surprised that they haven't behaved like human beings, but like animals. Right. It's such a shame. Down to the last three minutes, Dr. Mike, go ahead. You shoot for it. No, I don't know what if I got any more to say. I probably said too much today, Colonel, but I think it's. No, you didn't say enough. Okay. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just winding you up. I mean, really, uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming aboard and being on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Well, I'm always delighted to be here, Colonel. And, you know. The one thing I, I have in my mind, and maybe it's not the proper time to raise it, but I'm a, I've always been a strong supporter of Trump, and I don't think there's anybody else we can run uh, no. uh, it, to, that would have a chance to win if there's a fair election, which is another. If there's a fair yeah. election. That's another yeah. thing. Now, here, let, that's the last thing I want to say today on the show, is they want you to have an ID to buy a gun. Yeah. Imagine that. But they don't want you to have an ID to vote. You could do no. that by mail. No. So imagine if we just reverse that and buy a gun by mail. <laughs> right? How's that? Buy a gun a lot by more mail. convenient. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more convenient. It's constitutionally fine. You know, yeah. it's just that the, these people don't. But what I wanted to say about Trump is two things irk me beyond. You got two minutes. Go ahead. Okay. One is he won't admit that he got slicked by, by Fauci and the rest of them about that damn shot. 
My and hand it, is raised. I'm in yeah. agreement. Go ahead. The, the second thing is, if I hear out of his mouth one more time, what a great place the Israelis have, what a great guy, what great allies they are. When Jewish Americans are responsible for for being the mouthpiece of any, everyone who wants to kill white Americans, I think I would I am going to puke. All right, do you have do you have something that you can just point to to say that they said this when? Because we're going to get some action on. Well, let, that, let them go through every time Trump has a chance. He says, oh, these Israelis are great. Jewish Americans are great. And, and who's collecting information on mostly white church going Americans is the Anti-Defamation League and the ah, Poverty Law Center. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Steve. Jewish American organizations. And, and look at, the, you know, it's it's just unbelievable. All right. So when you go to two mics.us and make that comment about this show today and you say, hey, you guys said this and you guys said that. Well, Mike just gave you the answer. How's that? Go and take care of those people. Trump should be identifying those organizations that are betraying America, betraying, betraying white America and Christian America, especially. And he, what he's going to find is that they're Jewish. All right. Americans. We're out of time, but we want to thank you. Hey. Thanks for joining us once again on the National Security Hour, the tip of the spear in the mission. Okay, this is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that. Okay, we mean that. I mean, join us. Be here. Be nowhere. Five days a week. AmericaOutloud.com. iHeartRadio. 